Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Colby Cast, your place for community and conversation about pop culture and storytelling. In this episode, Caleb and I are going to talk about the finale of She-Hulk episode 9, Whose Show Is This? And unfortunately, and I think maybe this was a um, uh, a, a pre-planned kind of thing, but um, She-Hulk's number one fan, Luke, has been taken away by hockey again. <laughs> So he won't have the the pleasure of talking about the finale uh, on this episode. But the one that does have the pleasure of talking about it is Caleb. Hello, Caleb. Hello. All right, so let's get at it. Episode 9, She-Hulk, the finale of the first season of She-Hulk Attorney at Law. I don't think anybody's going to be surprised with what whatsoever what I have to say, but I have been waiting for days to see what your reaction was. Because actually, let me tell you, be, before you, you give it to me, let me let me give everybody a behind-the-scenes uh, story real quick. So you watched She-Hulk on your own time. I watched it on my own time. Rarely do we watch these things together because we just have, you know, Luke has his schedule, you have your schedule, I have my schedule. So we watch these things and then we come together. And when we don't watch them together, we really don't talk too much about this stuff until we get in front of a microphone. Um, so there was, what was it? I think it was last night. Maybe it was, uh, it had to have been last night. We were sitting in the living room and I looked over at you and I asked, did you watch She-Hulk? And I think you literally bit your tongue and you said, yep. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all you needed to say because we literally haven't talked about this episode one bit. And that's really weird because we live under the same roof. Which leads me to another point. I was thinking about this the other day. There might be new listeners to the Colby cast that have no idea who we are. I mean, you're my kid. You're my son. I'm your dad. So in case people didn't know that, yeah, I'm Luke's dad too. So if you've been listening to us and you didn't know that, because we don't really make it a big part. Like, hey, I'm Colby and I'm Luke's and Caleb's dad. But yeah, that's that's how it works. That's us. So anyway, that was just a, a side story to the side story. So lay it on me. Let's hear what did you think about the finale? See, I don't. I understand it's not good podcasting when you're quiet. <laughs> so I'm gonna just try and filibuster because I don't. I can't. That's exactly how I feel about it. Just right there. I can't. I can't put it into words. <laughs> I wanna. I wanna like it so bad. It made you speechless. Yes, but not for like, oh my god, that was amazing. What? Reasons. <laughs> I I liked it a lot, but there are a lot of things where I as I was watching it, wish I could have just recorded myself and posted it to <laughs> your social medias. You're you're talking about doing reaction videos? I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at the camera. The 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 hypothetical camera like Jim like does Jim in the office, in the yeah. office yeah, yeah, yeah. when she punched through <laughs> the the Disney Plus options screen. And then I did it again when she walked onto like I don't know, like Disney Production Studios, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I was just thinking, this is really different. <laughs> I'm gonna try and consume this like I would a new recipe 
because I am very open-minded. <laughs> but whose show is this? <laughs> it's a perfect way to put it. Yes. Because, okay, so first, I really liked the entire first half. Okay. The minute, I don't know, what was his name? Uh, Scarf Boy? Scarf Boy. Oh, uh, Todd. Todd. Todd Phelps. Todd. Todd, Todd, Todd. <sighs> the minute he started to inject the serum, I was like, okay, this is sort of what they've hinted at. Great. But then he just looked stupid. I was just like, what in the world is going on? I loved that Abomination was full on Abomination. And I think it was great that he wasn't just chasing chickens. <laughs> so as I'm talking about it now, I'm liking it more. Okay. The highlight was Kevin. That was fantastic, and I don't want to jump the gun too quickly, but I was just like, what in the world am I watching? <laughs> she sits down. They even say, okay, the CGI team's done. They're not, this is for budgetary reasons. Wait for the camera to pan away before you transform back into Jen. I thought that was hilarious, but also just like thinking to myself, bruh, like, are you kidding me? So... Before I just continue to ramble, I'm going to pass the microphone back to you. I am just giddy about your confusion. I, I am because, okay, so I, I tweeted this literally the minute that the, the episode, <laughs> I grabbed my phone, the episode ended, grabbed my phone, and I tweeted something to the effect of, and no one's going to be surprised to hear me say this, <laughs> this episode was perfect. Dare and I and that's basically what the gist of the tweet was. But now it's just me. Now I'm gonna ramble about the show. Dare I say that this episode was sensational? Which is, you know, a joke, but I'm not I'm not gonna no, it's not a joke, it's just a reference to the fact that there was a comic mm-hmm. called Sensational Shield. That's why it's sensational. This show I referenced last week that with one episode to go, not having seen the finale that the show was in the running to become my favorite Marvel Disney Plus show. So not only has this episode finalized that, just solidified She-Hulk as my favorite MCU show on Disney Plus, it's actually put some distance between one and two. Like, it, it has. I thought this episode was so funny. And I have talked to some people, and I've seen some reaction on Twitter, and I've seen you know people that whose opinions I trust are sort of torn. They're they they're not so sure. Just sort of like you, like there's some processing that has to go on. I don't know why that doesn't apply to me, but I I just was just in from the minute. So you were walking yourself through the through the episode, right? Like that first half of the episode, right? We see that she's um oh well, we haven't even talked about it. Like the the entire episode starts with a parody. Of the 1978 to 1980 Incredible Hulk, which I thought was fantastic. It was so good. Like, they made it look so good. It's like I was watching TV. It's like I was five years old watching Chips again uh, on, on TV. Do you know what that show is, Chips? No, I eat chips. You do eat chips, but it was also a show of uh, California Highway Patrol with oh, I do know John chips. and Ponch. John and Ponch, yeah. So anyway, that, that's, a whole other, that's a whole other story. Um so they start out with that, and you know that you've got <laughs> you've got Bruce Banner, and you've got uh, Jen Walters, and you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. And then they have the absolute cheesiest looking She-Hulk, right, running around tearing things up in that parody. And I I was like, 
this is going to be amazing. <laughs> I was just thinking to myself, why wasn't there any bang pow little <laughs> like comic book effects on any of it? That was and Batman. I know, <laughs> but funny. I thought it would have just been really funny if they put it in there too. But I thought that was a very interesting way to start the season finale. And I should have seen it earlier that this was going to go off the rails, but I was hopeful. <laughs> it was the most fun off the rail experience I've had in a long time. And it's why I love watching the show week after week. And you know what? I'm seriously thinking about just rewatching it on Thursday because now I'm as happy as I am about how the episode went. I'm sad because there's no episode this Thursday. So what what am I going to laugh at? I'm just going to rewatch it. I think I'm just going to rewatch She-Hulk every Thursday. So all of you out there listening, if you're wondering what I'm doing on a Thursday, I'm watching She-Hulk again because I want to laugh on Thursdays. That's what I'm used to. That's what I've become accustomed to over the last few months. So um, the, after the parody, though, uh, we see that she's actually in the same cell as Abomination. And I was wondering about that. Like, okay, well, how is this episode going to start out? And of course they're going to put her in that same cell as Abomination. She's the same type of, you know, strong character. So mom has pointed it out to me. She's pointed it out to you. You've pointed it out to me. And you pointed it out to all of us. I am very proud to break it. Did you see the QR code on her chest? On her chest? No. When she's laying down and um, Mallory Book comes through the door, uh -huh. she goes and she's talking to her. And they pan from sort of the floor angle and she's standing up. The like little crest that she has on her chest yeah. is a QR code. Interesting. I did not check it out, but you guys should. You know, now that you mentioned that, I remember there was a mention of a QR code on Emil Blonsky earlier in the season. So it must be standard for their prison. Um, they don't wear out, outfits. They don't have outfits in prisons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uniform, prison uniform. But I guess I peep, I remember back when Emil Blonsky had it on his uniform, uh, it wouldn't scan. Like you couldn't get it to scan on the TV. So mm -hmm. I'm just wondering if anybody can actually get that to scan. I did not. I did not see that. So, and you know me, I love pointing out the QR codes, which there was another one in this episode, by the way. But we'll get to that. Um, so she's in there. They they accept a plea similar to uh, Abomination. She has to wear a thing on her on her ankle. Mm -hmm. She can't turn into She Hulk. Which to me was was sort of powerful, was a little bit saddening to me because she had just finally gotten to the point where I think she was finding a good balance between Jen and, and She-Hulk. And then all of, all of a sudden She-Hulk is taken from her. But we're not going to get too hung up on the plot of this show because the show didn't get hung up on the plot of this <laughs> show, right? So we go, she goes off to visit Emile's retreat, which... Um, and then Nikki, oh, I did have this one moment where I was like, oh, when, when, how do you spell that anyway? Oh, like that, <laughs> I'm not sure. But um, so Jen has to move out of her apartment. Paparazzi's running around. So she moves back into her mom's house, mom and dad's house. And Nikki's there. And she gets this embarrassing video of, uh, of Jen in college, right? They're just dancing around doing all this silly stuff, right? But then Nikki uploads it to Intelligentsia. And, you know, you poisoned my brain. <laughs> you made me think for a second, like, oh, my gosh, is she actually, is she not what she appears to be? But, no, she she was doing it for a purpose and a, and a smart purpose. But, yeah, you did, you did, you inceptioned me to think that Nikki was uh, bad for a second. At no point did I think Pug or Nikki were bad. I'm still skeptic for Mallory. I think she's mm. playing the long game. Mm. I'm very wrong because they showed Todd who I called as the bad guy, yeah. as the bad guy. Right. Um, but Nikki, Pug, 
I think they were my favorite part of the entire episode. Yeah, those two characters are hilarious. I, I've, I've loved Nikki from the beginning, and Pug is very funny. Uh, so we get we do get to see uh, Jen walk into her bedroom, and she had a Legally Blonde <laughs> and an Aaron Brockovich poster on her wall, which I thought was fantastic, because of course, of course she would, right? Um, those were probably formational movies for the character. She wanted to go into law. Why wouldn't she? That was that was cool. Loved it. Um, so, oh, one fun fact for you. There's a, a part where you get to see Jen sort of like swiping through her text messages. I, I don't know for a fact, but I know in that scene and in other places throughout the series, anytime she's like swiping through her dating app or swiping through text messages, the names in the pictures are of people that actually are part of making the show. Like visual effects supervisors and behind the scenes people, but that was the same case as well and those names those are actual names of people that work on the show so i I just think that that's a lot of fun i love those kinds of details yeah i I, somebody has to have that idea somebody has to say let's do this and then somebody has to put it all together for us to see it and it just it's a it's a non-moment right she's scrolling through text messages but to actually find out that those that that was designed it wasn't just random stuff it was fun that's i love that stuff um yeah so Nikki uploads a video. She convinces Pug to go to this meeting because uh-huh. she got invited to the meeting. Um, we find out that Todd Phelps is the creepo Hulk King, which I don't think Hulk Hulk King is the big bad guy. I think there's a another. I think there's a bigger boss that we haven't been introduced to yet. That's why I'm holding out. I think Mallory might be it because mm. he created Intelligentsia. He admits that. But there's got to be someone smarter than his. I don't want to use the word I want to use, but he's he's not the the main bad yeah. guy. I would one hundred percent agree. But he has the resources to fund it, like the main bad guy. That's They've proven point. that. That's a good point. I, I think I don't think I'm. Uh, we'll see about Mallory, but I think she's going to be more of a professional rival going forward than uh, an actual villain. Because I do think. Some people have said that nothing that the show really didn't do anything, but I do think it did some things for the for the bigger MCU uh, overall story, which I don't think it was it was never the purpose. I don't think She Hulk's purpose was ever to move the MCU story along. Yeah. I think it was a a thirty minute lawyer sitcom show that made people laugh uh, and had some fun on the way, but I do think it did have some bigger impacts, and I think that the villain that is behind the Hulk King and Intelligentsia, I think that that's that's the idea that it introduced that is going to become bigger in the future. But that's just based on the fact that Intelligentsia was an actual villain organization in the comics. So will they do that in the MCU or not? We don't know. But we'll see. I'm, I don't want to say tired of it, but I'm getting so annoyed when people on any platform are saying that She-Hulk didn't move the needle enough, hasn't moved enough. Because if you compare it to the other MCU shows, they have small little tidbits, but like the Multiverse of Madness, you could have watched and enjoyed the movie in its entirety without having watched WandaVision. WandaVision definitely helped understand the severity of where she fell, but it didn't change anything astronomically. That's what I'm, in my mind, leaving for the movies because the movies are the big money makers. The movies are the ones literally you have to buy tickets to go see. This is just fun stuff. This is just to me like the, the extracurriculars. I love that they're introducing new characters like they did with Ms. Marvel. Mm -hmm. I love that they're introducing She-Hulk 
And I think people need to understand that that's probably the avenue that they're going to continue to do with these shows. And then other shows down the road may get bigger, may have more impact as the phases turn more severe and the movies really turn the dial one way or the other. But I loved She-Hulk from beginning to end because of the word you always use is it was fun. It was funny. And I think I didn't like the episode, the finale, for two reasons. One, it wasn't a tourney show. (laughs) fine it had its moments but two i hated kevin no listen wait 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 i hated kevin until i saw his little hat and i mean that from my the bottom of my heart i hated kevin until that moment and then i thought he was hilarious okay so you you're jumping ahead (laughs) but that's what she hulk would do anyway so um well let's so let's get there right let's let's get there and this is i think last week for episode eight i mentioned that that was the most entertaining 30 ish minutes of the of of marvel any marvel stuff for me since no way home episode eight i'm going to continue that in episode nine because i was so thoroughly entertained by this so we're in the meeting, right? And we just found out that you mentioned it. You know, Todd injects the blood into his arm. And I'm thinking, well, this is this is easy, right? Yeah. You know, not knowing what was about to happen. Okay, so he just happens to have a syringe of her blood in his arm. Didn't see that coming, right? And then Titania blows herself into the through the wall into the meeting. I'm like, what? And then, of course, Abomination is there. And then Hulk falls out. Like, literally, he fell out of space, right? He falls through the ceiling. And he start, And he's like, I'm here to regulate, right? And then by that time, I, I got it. By I think around the time that Titania came through the, the wall, I was like, okay, this that's there's still more. It's going to get worse, right? Because they were literally making the show worse on purpose. With every character that showed up, the longer that we were in that meeting in that little hall or whatever, the more they made it worse. And they were doing it, and it's like again, like I said from the beginning, this is satire. They're literally making fun of Marvel shows in the finale of the Marvel show, right? So then Jen stops everything, breaks the fourth wall, and <laughs> then the Disney Plus screen pops up, and I like. I just started laughing so hard because she does that in the comics. There's literal pages of comics where all you see is She-Hulk ripping through a white page. Are you kidding? No. Wow. This is this is what she does in the comics. There's other there's other things, other comics. And again, I'm not a I haven't been a comic reader, but I I know enough about She-Hulk to know and I've done enough, you know, research and preparation so that I'm not just here babbling, which I do anyway. But there's panels of She-Hulk comics where She-Hulk is running on the page in front of the panels, talking to the reader. In the comics, she goes and talks to the writers of the comics. So this is literally pulled from the pages of her comics. She busts through the Disney Plus screen and then goes into a Disney Assembled which is a behind-the-scenes yeah. show about the show, 
And next thing you know, she's in the real world and she's walking through Disney Studios, which is in Burbank 15 minutes from here. Mm-hmm. We've literally been on that property. When Remember when we went to go see that Alice in Wonderland 2 uh, preview, whatever it was called, Through the Looking Glass? You know, we saw the building with the dwarves. You can see it from the street, right? It's, and, and she's walking through the the streets of the studio and then she's walking into the writer's room and <laughs> those were the writers those that was Jessica Gao that was those were people that were writing the show like and one of them was making a joke about um what was it uh uh yeah let's make season 2 just a, a, a an extended dream sequence that's a reference to a big pop culture thing from the 80s a, a show called Dallas where they killed off one of the favorite characters and then brought him back and said the whole previous season was just a big dream. <laughs> so they they made fun of that. Um, there was a, a cap poster on the wall, and it was in two different places, and it said, I want you, right? And he's pointing like the like the U.S. type of um, uh, Uncle Sam. He says, it says, I want you, but then under it says to turn off your cell phone <laughs> or to put away your cell phone or something like that. Uh, and then on the, <laughs> on the whiteboard... Behind one of the guys that was standing up was written, there's something attractive about a man's knees. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just so ridiculous. And that's some of the stuff that I love about it. So so she goes in. She has to sign her NDA, which I thought was also very funny. And then the guy just ranks her out anyway and calls security. So she you know, muscles through the security. And I was like waiting with every single step she took. I'm like, wait a minute. Are they really going to go with Kevin Feige? Is Kevin Feige about to be on this show? But I was so pleasantly surprised and happy with the Kevin that we got because that is one of the biggest critiques of the MCU is that it's just cookie cutter, robotic, just formulaic. They're just following the same thing over and and over. She does say that. She does say that. So... She finds herself in front of Kevin, knowledge-enhanced, visual, interconnectivity uh, in, nexus. And it even is like a Matrix reference because she's standing in front of you, she's talking to the architect, like Neo is talking to the architect in front of all those screens. And they've got all these screens with, uh, with Marvel stuff going on. And, of course, I didn't notice this until after the fact. He's wearing a hat. He's wearing a hat just like Kevin Feige. Fun story that I read on Twitter that um, Jessica Gao actually talked to Kevin Feige as the writing of this episode happened was happening, and the one concern he had a concern about the about the, the episode. You want to know what the concern was that Kevin Feige had? Was it that he was a machine? No, his concern was that he didn't understand why a machine would wear a hat. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yes, that was... And she even looked at him and said, wait a minute, we're turning you into a machine that's running the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and you don't have a problem with that? Your problem is with why would it wear a hat? And he said, yes, that was the problem he had with it. Which I think... I don't know what design he was looking at, but I think that they knocked it out of the park with the way that they designed it because he had his three little lenses and he had his little visor and then it said Kevin on top. So I'm really glad you gave the listeners, and I am considering myself a listener, context because another reason why I didn't like the sequence was because there was no logic behind how 
the Disney Plus screen shows up. <laughs> and I was like, this doesn't make sense. And then she punches through. And everything past that made sense, like logically. Yes. It has a, a sequence of events. But the fact that it just popped up made no sense to me. <laughs> and it like almost made me irritated because they're like trying to force it to work. But now that you say that the comics had its own version of it, love it. Love it, love it, love it. And I'm glad that we're talking about it because I'm starting to enjoy the episode more <laughs> now that I've already watched it. Now we're talking about it. And that's why people do podcasts. Yep. It's actually just a really big platform of therapy <laughs> <laughs> for people to work through things that they don't quite uh, don't quite gel with them in, in the beginning. But that's the thing is it doesn't stop there. All of the she, so I actually thought of you when she said this is a lawyer show and I'd like to do my closing argument because it wasn't very loyally lawyerly, but she did. She did present her closing argument about why all these dumb storylines don't work and this is my show and these are my stakes and this is my life that's that's messed up but all the all the while she's making she's she <laughs> first of all Tatiana Maslany killed it i'm so glad she's in the MCU because i just giggle every single time i think the, about the fact that she just sits down and then the robot is just like oh you're sitting down now <laughs> and and then she sits down and she's like oh so when are we going to get the X-Men? And then she looks right at the camera and just has this stupid little grin and, <laughs> and, and a thumbs up. And I laugh so hard every single time I see that picture on Twitter or I, or if there's a commercial, I think they show a quick, uh, a quick uh, thumbs up from that from her. Um, the other reference that you made about the visual effects and how like, oh, you're expensive, so don't transform until the camera goes away from you. That's brilliant. That is absolutely brilliant. And then when they, they've mentioned the visual effects team has moved on, I don't know if you caught it or not, but the, but the Black Panther theme plays. Yep. So it's clearly like, yeah, they, they've moved on to Wakanda forever. Yep. So just chill, all right? Relax. We have people, they're working hard. <laughs> Especially the fact that they made fun of the visual effects right now because I'm telling you, there's a, it's a big, big thing out in the zeitgeist right now about Marvel and their and their visual effects department, how they're strapped for time, they're never given enough time to work, they're not paid enough. And the CGI, of course, you guys love talking about your CGI. So the fact that they brought it up, uh, just I just thought was man, it was perfect. And I say I keep using that word, but for this show, now if Miss Miss Marvel tried to do this, if Moon Knight tried to do something wacky and zany like this, it wouldn't have fit with the themes it wouldn't have fit with the context but she hulk has spent the last two months distinguishing itself from anything else that lives in the mcu i said it last week she hulk's point of view and the perspective on the mcu is like no other property we get to see weird man bull we get right and we get to see the abomination and we and i mean it's just and nobody bats an eyelash now when Matt Murdock drops out of the sky and in the, into the finale because <laughs> because because uh, Jen Walters tells the robot, hey, I, by the way, this is how I want my episode to end and make sure I get some more Daredevil, yep. right? And, and who didn't want more Daredevil, of course, right? And then I just... I, I was all in. And I understand that could be a little confusing and off-putting for some people that that weren't 
quite ready for this level of off the rail. <laughs> but I guess it just spoke my language. And again, I'm sad that it's not coming up again now on this Thursday. Well, I, I got to start my rewatch. Well, they're already talking about season two. I don't know if it's been officially mentioned that's going to happen, but... Of course it was officially mentioned. Jen said it. She she said season two in the episode, so clearly <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, whatever she says goes now, apparently, so that works. Adam makes, makes a great attribute of a lawyer, so I will be calling her very shortly. <laughs> um, yeah, I think... To wrap it up in that manner was, like you said, unique. I don't know how many people are going to have the same love as you have for it. (laughs) But I definitely enjoyed it through and through. And uh, I think my favorite part of it was she's making the joke like, oh, I would like to have my closing arguments. Mm -hmm. But then she's still representing her client where she's holding him accountable. She's making sure that Abomination, who violated conditions of his yep. parole is now going to serve time and yep. going to make sure that he's, she said, holding himself accountable. Um, one thing, did, was it just me or did like domesticated Hulk, <laughs> smug, s- smug Hulk, smug Hulk just seem so much smaller than abomination? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that too, because uh, yeah, when they're standing next to each other, Hulk like throws a punch and it's like at his chest. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes me think, how big is it? Abom- is Abomination? Because even Domesticated Hulk was fighting with uh, with Thanos, and they were pretty comparable in size. So that just means Abomination is like three stories tall. That's true. And where was Abomination? Why wasn't he helping try to fight Thanos? I mean, come on, bro. I guess he was in jail. He was in his. Thing. But still, Wong. You know, he's he's got his little his little portal walking. Okay, so let's let I I. I I think I'm done gushing about the middle of the episode because there is the end of the episode, which I, I can gush about now. So we go back into the story, right? She and which is sort of funny because they said, "Well, what's the most budget-friendly way of going back into this?" And they boom, it's just there. Yeah. <laughs> so we're there, and and everything is being wrapped up because Todd is in handcuffs, right? Because he he should be arrested for what he did to her with, with at the gala. Um, Abomination is now signing, you know, the fact that he right his he broke his parole. He's going to go back to prison now. Um, Jen and Pug are there. Um, so that, you know, everybody's happy there. And then Daredevil just drops out of the sky. <laughs> and I was so, so surprised and happy to see that. Uh, so that all gets, gets all wrapped up. And the funny thing is, is that we end the season, um, at a family get together at Jen's place with her crazy family. And who's sitting there with her is Matt Murdock. And I'm, t- can I tell you, Charlie Cox, I think has to be the most charming, person on the planet like he he the way he he is i really do think that he is as a as iconic to daredevil and and matt murdoch as robert downey jr is to iron man i i really do think that he is like the the daredevil equivalent he's the guy right i mean charlie cox every single time did you know that he tried out for or he had auditioned for solo to be han solo in solo and did you know that i did not do you know why he thinks he didn't get it? Because he's blind. Well, number one, he's not blind. <laughs> but it's funny you say that because he said, he admitted to being in the audition when he was acting with someone else, he was looking straight. He was never looking at the people he was auditioning with because he had just spent the last like five years mm-hmm. acting as Matt Murdock. 
So he thinks he didn't get it because he was he was doing that, and the, which I mean that goes to show you the man is committed to this role. He loves being Matt Murdock. So I'm just glad to see him. Of course, the family's giving him the what's it called the um, the uh, you know they're 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 questioning the inter- inter- interrogating him, and um, she's like just you know crawling in her skin because this is an embarrassing family moment. I love that he goes, I would love a co-counsel in this. Basically yeah. meaning I need your help. Come here. Yeah. Save me. So then all of a sudden, Hulk comes walking out in his nice uh, shirt. And they drop the bomb. Like, oh, here's my kid. And that's what everybody was talking about. Oh, when they when he zooms himself off to, to Sakaar, that's the whole, you know, that's the whole really? world, world War Hulk storyline from the, he has kids on that planet in the comics. Well, now he's gone on a little road trip with one of them, and that dude's ugly. (laughs) I'm not sure what's going on with that guy, but he looks funny. He needs a new barber, and he needs a new barber now. That was awful. Or his hairline is just brutal. Yeah, they make some odd uh, style choices on on Sakaar. But yeah, so Hulk has a kid. Now, like that, I mean, that if that's not impactful to the MCU, I don't know what is. And this show is canon. Like, that is a massive, like, they just blew a, a hole in the MCU the size of a Hulk, right? Because now there's a baby Hulk. There's a little Hulk Jr. So I have a question. They undo the fact that Todd is now a Hulk. Right. Do they go to the extent of undoing the fact that someone has her blood? I don't think so, because, like I said, I think that Intelligentsia and the people behind Intelligentsia, I think, has more story to tell going forward. Because, like I said, in the comics, it is a villain's organization, and it's actually sort of a big deal in the comics with these, and it has a lot to do with Hulks. Like, that um, group, uh, they they do create more Hulk characters. Mm. In the comics, I don't know how many, but there are so many Hulks. Like, one of these days I'll have to look it up and, 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 and tell you how many there are, but there are a lot of Hulk characters in the comics. So all of them are game, right? Like, now we have She-Hulk, we have Hulk, we've got Scar, who is Hulk kid, who is a Hulk, right? And now we have an organization that has the blood so that they can go and create other Hulks. So yeah, I do think that that's something that's going to be out there and that's going to be explored further. Because I remember one of the things I was saying, um, I don't know, earlier in in our our She-Hulk conversations, that Phase 4 really has been setting the table for a lot of things. And I think, you know, Black Panther, which comes out in a few weeks, ends Phase 4. And Phase 5 begins, I believe it's with um, Ant-Man, which Kang is going to be in. So I think a lot of the seeds that they've spent the last couple of years with Phase 4, a lot of the seeds that they've been planting, we're going to start gr- seeing sprout into things. Because remember, the, the, the end of Phase 5 is Thunderbolts, which is an entire villain or anti-hero type of team-ups, team-up movie. It's not an Avengers movie. It's like the Suicide Squad of Marvel. So. Mm-hmm. I just think that they've spent a lot of time introducing new characters and new villains, and I think we're going to start seeing more villains popping up. So, um, at any rate, now we have Intelligentsia in the fold, uh, and we'll see we'll see where it goes. But yeah, again, no more She Hulk on Thursday, so um, I'm starting my rewatch. Well, 
before we end this episode, the best part of the whole episode, the whole best part of the whole finale, was Wong coming oh. and saving Abomination yes. again. Yes, yes, I'm glad you brought that up because post credit scene, Wong, every single time he's on the screen, I don't care if it's a movie or a She-Hulk or whatever, he he just steals it from me. Like, what did he say? He because um, Emil Blonsky goes. Uh, Oh, it's about time. Did you get caught up watching another TV show? And, and what does he say? We're in the big era of TV. Yeah. <laughs> Which is another another reference to all this content that we're getting on streaming services and whatnot. So, man, 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 man. Funny stuff. I'm glad. I've enjoyed it. Uh, I know that it's been, you know, it's been sort of uh, received differently by different people. And that's okay because not everything is for everybody. Yep. Uh, and especially this... this um, What's it called? The the last uh, the the finale, you know, is sort of like not everybody is is quite on board with it. And again, that's okay too because not everything's for everybody, and I respect everybody's opinion. Um, uh, I again, my standards are make me laugh uh, with this show, right? It's not definitely not uh, make me laugh, and or doesn't make me laugh. House of the Dragon doesn't make me, make me laugh, but this show has, and I hope it has for you too if you're listening. And I hope that you've enjoyed our conversations on it. This is now our third Disney Plus show that we have come to an end recapping. Miss um, Marvel and Moon Knight being the other two, of course. And uh, man, it's it's there's no end in sight because we've got property after property that's ready to be released going forward into 2023 and 2024 and so on. So um, thanks again uh, for joining me and talk about uh, uh, She-Hulk. And as always, thank you for listening to our conversations uh, let us know what you thought about the finale. Let us know what you thought about the show as a whole. And uh, loved love to hear that feedback. So thanks again for listening and take care, everybody. Bye-bye. You can find The Colby Cast on Twitter and Instagram at The Colby Cast. If you're wordy, like me, you can send an email to thecolbycast at gmail.com. Please subscribe to the show and leave a review on your favorite podcast app or wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is not endorsed by anyone or anything for that matter. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Colby cast, unless otherwise indicated. That'll do, donkey. That'll do.